0: Hello, San Pedro Podcast, Season 2, Episode 5. You are listening to the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Hello Same Future podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Silva. Um, First off, let me just say thank you guys for continuing to listen and tuning in. I can see that a lot of of you guys checked out last week's episode with Kristen and Nick from Colossus. Um, I'm officially obsessed with that place. I went there this past weekend as well. If you guys haven't been there, go. Um, The Troy Man and Colossus are like the new honestly it's a new spot to be um so I'm really excited actually about today's guest as well because it is as some of you guys might have known um Mental Health Awareness Day recently passed. I believe it was two weeks ago, and I wanted to make sure that it didn't go by without getting at least some talking time. Um, I think that, I mean, you guys have no you guys know where I stand on the issue. I mean, I think that therapists are extremely undervalued, and I think that there is so much stigma around um, mental health and seeing a therapist. Uh, I think, you know, we as a society really need to get over that fear, get over that stigma and really treat it like the way we treat our our actual physical health. Um, You know, when we're experiencing these weird things in our bodies, we're like, oh, I need to go to a doctor and have it looked at. Well, if we're experiencing weird and lame feelings, we can go to a mental health professional and have it looked at. We can find a reason for why we're feeling a certain way, why we're feeling down, why we're, our mental state isn't where it used to be, or perhaps it's, um, you know, causing us uh, a little bit of concern. There's no reason to uh, not reach out to to somebody who is a professional in this area, um, I'm really excited about today's guest because she's going to shed a little bit of light. What I really like about her, actually, and something that just um, really impressed me, of course, because I'm a Latina, she is a Latina therapist. She is um, really breaking down barriers within the Latino community about mental health and growing up in growing up in a you know Mexican. Uh, Predominantly Mexican household and having a lot of Mexican family members, I know that the stigma can be real around mental health. You know, people think you have to be crazy in order to see a therapist. No, you just have to be a normal human being with normal feelings and who, you know, feel like they don't have a total control of their life sometimes. I feel like that's all of us. Um, all of us go through in and outs and especially through really. Um, influential times of our life where we're going through transition or something major happened, yeah, we're not going to feel the same. And um, if we're having a hard time identifying it and having peace with it, then yeah, it's time to reach out to a therapist. Um, I really, well, I really really like about her is that she just makes you feel okay right away. Um, you know, I, I think I got some time to relate to her off, you know, off the podcast a little bit, you know, when we were just kind of introducing ourselves, I had a little mini session for free. So thank you, Dr. Cora. (laughs) Um, I hope that you guys enjoy her as much as I did. Um, Apologies for my voice right now. I am coming out of a little cold, so I might sound a little funky. Um, My voice is loud and clear in this episode. However, I did notice where there is some sound inconsistency, so I'm sorry. Um, There were some parts where I was having a little trouble hearing her. um, And, you know, I, I think I at one point fixed her microphone, so it got back to a normal level. But, um, yeah, just bear with me, you guys. You know, I'm not a profesh, okay? I'm doing the best I can. Um, but anyways, I really hope you guys enjoy. I, I absolutely adore Dr. Cora, and I highly recommend anyone going to go see her. I didn't ask her for her, you know, Instagram handles or her website or anything like that at the end of the episode, but I will have them all linked up in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. Um, anyways, go ahead and take a listen and enjoy. I hope you learned something new and please share with friends. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, today on the show, I have a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Cora Ramirez Vasquez and she is a licensed family therapist. Yes. I know you just said it (laughs) a bunch of times. (laughs) Um, And today we're going to talk about mental health. Uh, Some of you know Mental Health Awareness Day recently passed, and um, I think it's important to shed light on this issue. So, Dr. Cora, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: You're welcome. I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm really excited. I'm really glad you um, reached out. We met at the is it the Azul? Gallery Azul. Gallery Azul. Um,
1: Yeah. We were having an art fundraiser.
0: Yes. My dad uh, had a few paintings in that art fundraiser. Oh, Um, nice. And that was such a beautiful space too. Oh yeah.
1: No, yeah. The owners are are George Wartovich and Patty Krakovic, So they own the building. Amazing. I mean,
0: when you walk in, it is a really nice, beautiful art gallery. And then you just see these double doors that kind of go into this
1: yeah to their space to like
0: <laughs> 1920s hollywood yeah. i mean it looked amazing um it's also it's very cool to see the that we have these gems in san pedro oh, these yeah. like historic buildings
1: no there's some really cool buildings mm-hmm. so we're very lucky to be housed in that space oh yeah so was- every time my patients come into that building they're just wowed you know
0: I can't wait to yeah. talk about what you do. I think it's really important to shed light on mental health because I think that there is still a lot of stigma out there, you know. It's um it's not something that I think we're comfortable with as a society. Yeah. I think younger the younger generation is getting to be comfortable we yeah. have therapists you know many yes. of us are seeing therapy i'm like hey do you have a therapist i need to i need to see one you know i'm we're getting yeah. referrals we're talking to each other about our therapy sessions and it's very common for us it's not super yeah. out there at least for me and my friends my group of friends yeah. um and i'm glad to see that because i saw my friends get the help that they need you know no, yeah um so I want to talk to you about, first of all, let's go into where you're from and, you know, your upbringing. If you were born in Pedro, I always like to hear how people yeah. find themselves here.
1: Well, um, I grew up in Pedro as a child. And then we moved, uh, then they did some development and they kicked us out. And uh, so we went to live in Carson. So I grew up in Carson. Okay. And then uh, in 2006, we moved back here to San Pedro, my husband and I oh nice yeah so and we because we really liked it i always loved coming to san pedro when i was in college and mm-hmm. hanging out at the coffee shops mm-hmm. so i just really i think i never left san pedro yeah I, you know my my parents took me mm-hmm. you know so yeah so we're back and then um yeah our, our daughter pretty much has grown up here in san pedro so very
0: cool yeah um so you're pretty much, I want to say you're born and raised in you moved away for a
1: little bit, but it wasn't my fault. Yeah. <laughs> you're a San
0: at heart. Yes. <laughs> um, you always were. That's very cool. So when did you know that you wanted to pursue
1: this, um, this career? We you know it's funny because <clears throat> when I was uh, um, looking into going to college, I wanted to be an artist. I did not, I wasn't thinking about being a psychotherapist, you know, but then, you know, Thinking about what I wanted to do in art, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be a starving artist and, you know, the, all the stereotypes about art and uh, I didn't want to be an art teacher. I am don't to be a teacher, you know, so, so I b- decided to just explore different, th- uh, careers, you know, different things like psychology, you know, I went to Harvard college. So, because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Same. I yeah. did Harvard college yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So I took psychology, philosophy, accounting, I took all these classes mm-hmm. and then I ended up uh, falling in love with uh, psychology and philosophy. hmm and of course, I still did art. So art was, I'm like, I'm definitely going to do art. I'm going to have a degree in art, but I don't know what I want to do as a career. So I discovered psychology. So I decided to do the psychol- my BA in psychology and then a minor in studio art.
0: That's awesome. Uh, when I went to Harper College, I also didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I want to go. Um, all my friends were going to like these UC schools. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh, I don't want my parents to spend all this money. I don't even know what I want to do, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to stick local, stay local. I took all the fun classes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I took like, well, public speaking to me is fun. I really loved speech class. Oh, I think it's because I had a really great teacher when I was in junior high. And yeah. It just made me fall in love with that. No, that makes know, a
1: difference. Definitely,
0: art maybe. But I took um, oil painting. I took ceramics. <laughs> I took all of the fun classes at Harbor College. So I'm, I have a very creative background, too. And I, I love yeah. to hear that you made it. Part of your practice, which we'll no, talk about. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, once I went to Kelsey Dominguez, that's where I got my undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art department is the one that told me about art therapy. Wow. I, did, I had no clue there was such a thing. So, of course, I was like, what? It was so excited. You know, so, but once I graduated, I, I actually worked for a while because I didn't want to be a starving student. For, you know, I was tired of that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I know
0: the starving student days. No,
1: yeah. So, so I worked for about five years in domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So, I was very involved in the domestic violence, going to homes uh, after people were, women typically were being beaten up by their partners. Oh. Uh, I would go with the police and stuff, you know. So that was really good. And then I would do art groups for the women in shelter, so because I was working for the women's shelter of Long Beach. So I would do art groups. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna read up more on this art therapy stuff. So you know. So I started reading more, and I realized, you know, and there was a lot of Latinas, you know, a lot of uh, Mm Spanish-speaking patients, and the the clinician there, you know, every clinician there didn't speak Spanish. So I would many times find myself uh, translating, you know, for the therapist. So you speak Spanish? Yes, I'm oh. bilingual.
0: So hey. do you do? Do you have a lot of sp- Spanish-speaking patients?
1: Yes, I do. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's about more than half, no, about half my, my uh, that's patients. That's amazing. Yeah. And then I get a lot of Latinos, Latinas, Latinx uh, patients that are uh, second generation, mm-hmm. you know, and they're looking for a, a Latino therapist. Yeah. You know, because they feel that they'll understand it more, which,
0: you know. I totally understand. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm Latina as well. And there's these like little things that don't, that people who aren't a part of the Latino community, yeah. I feel like they wouldn't understand. There you are know? some
1: nuances. And, uh, and also I think when you're not of the same race and, and I know all clinicians try, you know, we're supposed to be very aware and uh, sensitive, you know, so there are some great clinicians that, even though they're not your same ethnicity, they're, mm. they're fantastic. They yeah. really work on understanding, mm-hmm. you know, but there are these, even though there are these nuances they're going to miss. Right. And then we have implicit biases too, you know that sometimes we're not aware of. Totally. Yeah. So then we're, you know, they may be like, oh, this is, you know, a Latina, so oh, she probably likes beans and rice, you know, just, you know, and, <laughs> and and maybe you hate them, you know, and so things like that, you know, just being silly. But maybe that's <laughs> why we have
0: this, like, you know, I think as a Latina, it's very easy to feel like you're not Latina enough, yeah, and right. And not, you know, we're not, we don't fit in completely because we are Latina, cause, yes, you know, and. I totally get it. You feel like you're not fully engaged in the Latino community, and yeah. you're not fully engaged with everything else. You know, oh yeah, it's hard to see feel where you fit in.
1: No, so you're talking about acculturation issues, yeah, which I deal with a lot too. So, um, and that was with my doctorate. Just the uh, was fact on. that you
0: recognize it—that it's a real thing. Is, oh yeah, is... it leads
1: to a lot of anxiety and depression in itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin, my cousin, always grew up knowing that she was Latina. And she, if you were to look at her, you wouldn't think so. She always did like the platinum blonde. She's very, very light skin. Our grandma, we uh, was always nicknamed Weta. So, Whoa. you know, yeah. <laughs> like white, you know. And um, so she always had that issue because nobody would treat her, like give her respect as a Latina, kind of. Oh, Yeah. And so now she yeah. found out she did an ancestry test. She actually found out that she's not as Latina as she thought she was. Oh, wow. She actually found out she's maybe less than a quarter Latina. And she thought she was 75% Latina.
1: Oh, so, wow.
0: there's some stories there that she's like, you know, reached out yeah. to relatives to find out. But um, she was like, wow, I, I wish I would have known this a long time ago because I've been suffering trying to defend my Latina when I could have just been like, well, I know more Spanish than you and I'm not even Latina.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a good reframe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and um, yeah. it's a real thing. No, yeah. You yeah. So you're talking about pigment pigmentocracy yeah pigmentocracy mm-hmm. you know which is the, the color of your skin the darker you are or the lighter you are you're seeing in certain ways exactly which is, and that runs in every culture
0: oh yeah you know,
1: but but no oh, yeah so getting back to yeah you know people when they seek me out they're like i want a latina therapist or you know so i'm like okay i mean and because they've gone to other clinicians that maybe weren't of the same ethnicity and they mm-hmm. they just didn't feel connected that's mm-hmm. the that's at least the feedback i've gotten from the ones that seek me out Mm-hmm. You, know, and, you know, so
0: also there's so many things that are common. I think growing up Latino and in Latino communities, oh, yeah. there are things like uh, just typical ways that parents are a, oh, lot, yeah. of spanking, like, like a lot of spanking, a lot of chunkla He'll, you know, let him fall. He'll learn, you know, just a lot. Oh, yeah. of, oh my gosh. It, now raising a kid, like my son is two. Uh-huh. There's so much of that. Like I let him fall, let him, he'll learn. And I'm like, no, because no. if he dies,
1: <laughs> no, yeah. he won't learn. <laughs> no, that's, those are called limits, uh, you know. I know. So, I, I Okay, that won't kill him. It's okay. You I'm know. too
0: protective. I think no, I yeah. am. And I'm learning, you know. Okay, he is learning. He's it, a big boy it, now. Yeah. He can walk the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that's awesome. It's really nice to hear from a, a Latina who's educated in, in mental health and knows how to address some of these needs, you know. No,
1: yeah, because the Latino community... Talk about mental health stigma, yes, huge, yes, right. My parents took forever to accept what I was doing, oh, yeah, because you know it's not a real thing, really. They're like, it's what like... do you do, gases? What you know, so I have to explain to mom, oh, is that for crazy people? No, yeah, people, people think it's just for yeah. crazy, yeah. it's like, no, if you're crazy, you that's a whole different thing, you need to be hospitalized. There's some chemical thing going on, there's something else, mm-hmm. you know. But mental health is like anything, right? When you're you're sick. My, hey, my arm hurts. I'm going to go to the doctor because I don't want to go away. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I'm feeling really lately anxious. I can't sit still. I can't stay calm. I need to go see my th- a therapist to see what's going on.
0: Yes. Give uh, us a diagnosis. Yes. Why am I feeling this way? Yes. Absolutely.
1: So that is how it needs to be seen.
0: I agree. I think um I think that's where there is a disconnect. I see a lot of generational disconnect, a yes. lot of cultural disconnect. Yes. When you said that, you know, The Latino community has stigma. I was like, yes, it does. I think that a lot of minorities have stigma around therapy, thinking it's just for crazy people or people with like seriously, you know, serious mental health issues like, you know.
1: No, yeah. A lot of it, too, I've heard, you know, people always, the comment that really bothers me is, you know, people are like, oh, you have to just be strong-minded. I'm
0: like, what I is, just I rolled so hard for those of you listening. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> like, see. what
1: does that mean? You know, even as a clinician, I'm like strong-minded. Mm-hmm. So that means if you get sick, you should be strong-bodied too, right? You shouldn't be getting sick. So like, how does that make sense?
0: Yep.
1: Right? You know, we all have our limits and everything, and that's why I was like, you know, so every time that'll be about my family, it'll be tiros or theas and I'm like, of course, that's where I school them, but. You know, I have to, you know, I have to school, at school my family. Now my parents are big advocates. Oh yeah. They're like, Mija, I sent you my comadre. I'm like, Well, I can't see your comadre cause she's your comadre but I can refer her, you know. because <laughs> so, I can't see family or family. Friends, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so or but Mija and and but now they really tell people, you know, you should talk to a therapist, you know, our daughter's a therapist. You know? Oh, that's really nice. So it's really cool to see that yeah yeah so it's really nice so these are my parents they went from like why are you doing that to
0: i feel like it's kind of with the podcast my parents didn't know what podcasts were and now my mom's (laughs) like i need your cards (laughs) i'm gonna hand them out to my friends
1: right yeah so that's the best thing when you know when parents understand and yeah you know and then now they explain to the people they're educating the community so that's how it starts you educate one at a time oh
0: yes you are a warrior in the latino community that's really great um I know that there's just too much stigma. Let's go. Let's get into it then. Let's talk about, let's break some barriers here. I mean, before we started recording, we got to, you know, talk and get to know each other a little bit. Um, and you brought up anxiety and depression. I would love to talk about those two. Um, maybe let's start with anxiety. Yeah. Why is, I I think a lot of people see anxiety and even myself, I just see it. Like I didn't understand really what it is. And I, maybe I still don't. Um, But I think people understand anxiety is just like a little extra stress and they just need to calm down. Why is that wrong?
1: Well, you know, anxiety, first of all, is a normal feeling. You know, we all have anxiety. We all get it. And it's our body just making us aware of something. It's hyper awareness. It's like alert, mm-hmm. right? You know, and it's normal. Certain situations is normal. Like, like I was having anxiety getting here, and that was okay. It was normal, <laughs> you know. So I think that a lot of times it's normalizing it. So people are like, oh, you know, just feel, just, just, you know, stop thinking about this, or just relax, or just like it isn't that simple, yeah, you know. So, so there's yeah, normal. So it's okay to feel anxious, and then it goes away. The problem is when it doesn't go away, and you're always, you can't, you, you're just you know irritable you, you That's can't, you're you restless mm-hmm. you can't focus your mind keeps thinking about all this and that the future the past what is what are, why didn't I do that why did I do this it start getting tense then you start getting grumpy you know so you can't sleep sometimes you know so you know you get your hands get sweaty anxiety can lead to panic attacks you know this is when your heart starts beating fast you know you feel lightheaded you're you feel hot your stomach feels funny, you get diarrhea, some people's legs feel like spaghetti. So
0: you're saying that there's like a physical manifestation when there's anxiety.
1: Yes. So it's a exactly very well uh, worded. Yeah. So, yeah, so people just, they just can't feel that at ease, you know, and then, of course, the biggest culprit for anxiety are our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, it's a a big mind-body connection. So your yeah. thoughts just start going and then going and going and you go from it's a whole spider web of thoughts mm-hmm. you know they start from you know you know what if you know i get a ticket to what if i go to prison you know so it'll just it'll just spiral out of control. there'll be a lot of them will be distorted thoughts too there's no um evidence for those thoughts rational you know, yeah there's no like, rational if you really stop and think about these thoughts or like what's the reality of that thought happening yeah like probably none you know, this reminds minimal. me
0: of when I was uh, I had a newborn mm-hmm. and I worried about him 24-7. And the rationale between most of the... I mean, it's like, yeah, you hear about these freak accidents, but it's like there's no reason for me to just watch his chest go up and down because I think like <laughs> he's going to stop breathing all of a sudden. You know, I have to... Everything when you have a newborn is just like, yeah. oh my gosh, this. Oh my gosh, this. And I realized, okay, I'm stressing myself out. I am giving myself no sleep you know yes i have to be rational (laughs) and and yeah monitor those thoughts because they do they can get out of control
1: yeah because you have to start okay well how do i know my thought is real like how valid is it what's the evidence to support my thought okay so those are ways to kind of challenge those distorted thoughts Uh you know because even like if you're worried about your child like okay what okay what are the odds of my child stopping to breathe what would contribute to that what you know so then even for yourself which it's normal to have new mom anxiety that's once again normal. You know, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's just when you start getting out of control. Yeah. When right? you're not sleeping at all. Yeah. Which and
0: no sleep is common. And yes, with a newborn, <laughs> very common. But like, yeah, when it just starts to take over your life and you start controlling other people and you're like, no, no, no.
1: Yeah. Or even avoiding things that cause anxiety, yeah. which leads to phobias, mm-hmm. you know, so now you start ha- or, you know, and, and actually. Can lead to panic attacks too so because that so when you start avoiding stuff you don't deal with it and then now you're you're more scared of it mm-hmm. so people think like oh well that gives me anxiety so i'm going to avoid it and like uh no nah, that's a really bad idea mm-hmm. because now what you're doing is you're reinforcing your anxiety so now, like oh i didn't do that so i'm calm well you kind of yeah you're calm but not really it's mm-hmm. an illusion because now you're going to do something else for your anxiety oh let I me mean, not do that either and then before you know it, you're no- doing nothing. Before yeah. you know it, you're trapped in your house and you can't leave. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's why it's very important. So to, that's a very yeah.
0: severe a severe case of anxiety yeah. where it's literally stopped you and limited you in your lifestyle. Yeah. That would be
1: agoraphobia. You. you don't want to get agoraphobia. Okay. But that's yeah. a
0: natural progression if you let anxiety take its course.
1: Yeah. If you don't deal with anxiety as soon as you start experiencing it, mm-hmm. it can really lead to uh, those types of issues, okay, you know, because it and it's about learning how what's going on with your body. So when people come in uh, to deal with anxiety, and I'm like, oh, they start telling me their symptoms. Like okay, when did it start? Oh, I started about this month, uh, six months ago, whatever. Okay, what was going on in your life at that time? It could have been maybe a change, a new job, you know. It could be any stressor, you know, mm-hmm. that can just suddenly they're having a hard time stopping that anxiety. So
0: usually there's some type of event or like point where it started. I feel like some yes. of us probably wouldn't even know that was the source of our anxiety.
1: No. Yeah, they wouldn't.
0: That's why we go to a therapist so they yes. can help us put to connect the dots. Yes. What's the importance of knowing the reason behind our anxiety?
1: Well, when you know what is causing it or what activates it, what triggers it, then you have power. You know, when you don't know what activates it, you're powerless. Yes. So people start thinking it comes magically, like, no, and I tell them, it doesn't magically appear. I go, there's, there's a reason, there's an event or activator, there are triggers. So when you know them, man, you're like, you're ready, you prepare. And I always tell them, okay, now you got to prepare, you know, we got to do this, this, you know, we'll draw about it, we'll do, you know, we set it up. So, okay, next time we can, and I tell them, you got to pay attention. What was going on? What were you doing? So they got to do a lot of relaxation, breathing exercises to calm their body. Mm -hmm. Do some, you know, just challenge distorted thinking, you know, write down the thoughts you're having. So a lot of homework involved with anxiety yeah. so that they can understand the whole connection. Right. Because once you master that, you're good. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to go to therapy anymore. You're, you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, And therapy not meant to be forever. You know, it's just. That's it's, what I love too. It's yeah. like you're
0: not supposed to go to the doctor every single week. You know, yes. you go to the doctor, <laughs> you get a checkup, yeah. you see, you know, hey, doctor, I've been feeling this, I've been feeling that. Yeah. They can identify what it is yes. and help you. Yes. That's how I see, you know, therapy. That's what it's for. So they can help you get through these tough times of maybe transition where you're going through a lot of stress, anxiety. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad we're talking about this. Okay. The other subject I wanted to talk about was depression. Why is depression not just like... Oh, you're just being lazy. Get up. You know, let's come on. Be active. Be motivated. No, that's how I feel. A lot of people feel about depression. Even me. I can. I can. I know that I've often probably mistaken people. Yeah. Who have been suffering from depression as laziness. They're being lazy. Why is that wrong?
1: Well, once again, you know, people think and we go back to you can get over it. Just think positive. Just get out of bed. This
0: is so common. in the Yeah.
1: Like, just get up. Just do it. Just Just do it. Yeah. So don't don't think about that stuff. Think yeah. happy things. Oh, this is the, the kicker this is the worst one, you know, like oh, you know, you should be grateful. There's other people in the world that are worse off than you.
0: That's something I've heard too, yeah. Yeah,
1: and you know, and this is why it's so bad because if you're depressed and someone tells you that, guess what you feel? Yes. You're nodding at me. Yes. Yeah. More depressed. More depressed. Because now you're like man, what is wrong with me that I can't really, I can't be happy.
0: Wow. I am like the worst person because yeah. I feel this I and this I have all of these things, and, you know,
1: and I'm not happy.
0: Look at my family. Look at this. Like, look yeah, at that. And, and I'm, I'm not happy. Yeah. I wow. Can't, can't, how I, ungrateful I am. Yeah. What a terrible person. I
1: no. Yeah. That's one of the things. <laughs> and that's why it's so dangerous. You know, you can't, if someone's maybe, maybe somebody's having a lazy day. Okay. But mm-hmm. don't assume that. You know, you have to ask, hey, so what's going on? You know, you're not yourself lately. You know, hey, normally you're like peppy, you know, up and go. What's going on? Yeah. That's the better question. Yeah. Don't assume. Don't just start. That's what that's the problem. People start assuming. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're just being lazy. Come on. You know, you're not trying hard enough. Oh, you're just being negative. You're thinking negative thoughts or you're not grateful or you're this or that. It's like, oh, my goodness, you're invalidating people. You know, it's very invalidating. Yeah. And it's more like, hey, what's going on? You know, that's what people have to do. So. Once again, because if you approach it that way, people are probably more willing to talk to you, yes, and tell you, you know, it's just I haven't been myself lately. I, I my favorite food isn't my favorite food lately. You know what? Nothing brings me pleasure. Um, I just you know I don't want to do anything. I can't think. Mm-hmm. I you know I'm not hungry.
0: Yeah, let's lift up your microphone just a little okay. bit because I saw it
1: go down a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that good? That should All be right. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Not hungry, you know, so just I'm having a lot of negative thoughts. So once again, thoughts get distorted as well. Mm-hmm. So with depression, all your thoughts are negative. Yeah. And it's very hard. Once again, people can't just think positive because it isn't that easy. If they could, they wouldn't be depressed. We'd all be yeah.
0: probably living in, you know, our best life if yeah. we could just think positive all the time. No,
1: yeah. So many times too. So that's why sometimes... Distorted thinking, once again, is very important to identify. Mm-hmm. So when you're depressed, everything's... You're seeing the world through depression glasses, right? And everything's like, oh, you know, well, see, my life is worthless. Ah, I'm not significant. No one's going to notice if I'm not around. I don't want to bother my friends. That's a big one. Many times, the people that are the happiest really aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, but they put that mask on, that charade. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <sighs> um, that kind of... Um, brings me to think about my friend who I told you about before we right. started recording yes. just because um, he was so, so, so happy. He was like the king of like positive vibes. Like you just knew when you were around him, like everything was positive. You were going to feel better. Everyone's going to feel better. I think now that he's passed, we've realized there might've been some struggles that he had with, you know, anxiety and I don't know about depression really, but I think that he did have a lot of stress. He was yeah. working so hard, you know, and, um, dealing with an autoimmune disease like type 1 diabetes, it's easy for your immune system to kind of not be working as as well yeah. maybe. So I yeah. feel like maybe the stress and anxiety had an impact on him.
1: No, yeah. De- uh, diabetes many times too. Um, when people come into that, if they have depression and diabetes, that's, that's a tough one too, or anxiety because – Sometimes the body's uh, symptoms can be very similar to depression or anxiety. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it just sometimes complicates it, you Mm -hmm. know. So when they're having a panic attack, I'm like, okay, first of all, is your sugar low or high? (laughs) Or does something activate it? So many times we have to start distinguishing from that as well. Yeah. But yeah, your friend, you know, that must have been very hard for him.
0: It. It was, yeah, I think that was something hard. And he probably didn't, he always made everything seem like, okay, you know, even when we were worried, he's like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, you know. So it was hard to get anything that he was struggling with out of him because he was just all about positive vibes.
1: And then many times what sometimes people do is, Mm -hmm. you know, I've met people like that. They're real positive. Even in therapy, they come in and but they're really struggling with anxiety or depression, and they come in and they're trying to be positive in session. Like, oh, no, real, really bright. I'm thinking, God, you're probably fun to hang out with. Yeah. You know? Like, no, but
0: this is this is where you can let it all out. No, and then
1: finally when we get to, like, all right, you can take it off. You take off the mask. And then it's amazing how, like. They wow. open up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they're just used to that. They're used to being the positive person. And happy, Because they're convincing themselves, too.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is actually a really good stopping point because okay. I want to take a break here. And when we come back, I want to talk about art therapy and how art can help with these kinds of um you know struggles. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
1: that'd be great. Awesome.
0: This episode is brought to you by Cryptospace, San Pedro's one and only cryptocurrency lounge. Learn more at cryptospaceus.com and definitely follow them on Instagram at cryptospace.us Okay. I love hearing that you use art to help people with their anxiety and depression. Can you tell me a little bit about what that does?
1: Well, art is an alternative to talking, you know, or, or even sometimes it actually helps out with uh, talking or communicating. So as I was explaining earlier, you know, our body has its symptoms, right? It's behaviors and our body has memories too. Mm -hmm. And then we have our cognitive memories in our brain. So, the art what happens oftentimes people you know i have them i always start them off with collage and safe you know because some people think like well, do i have to be an artist I go, no 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 this is collages not. yeah collages are very safe so like magazine stuff well or? i'll cut out the images you know okay. so I, i'll do like an i have an image box very cool. yeah so i cut them out because i don't really get distracted with magazines you know oh i could totally get distracted no yeah <laughs> so yeah. and then it isn't there then it kind of takes them away so we're in the moment so maybe mm-hmm. we we'll start off with images you know and i'll have them pick out five images you know uh and then just that speak to them. Yeah. And, and they're like, okay. They pick them. It's pretty safe, right? pretty easy. Right? And they'll pick them out. And it's amazing. And they, they pick them out for their reasons, right? So as we start talking about them, oh, tell me about that or this. And they're like, well, I like this one because of that or whatever, whatever. And like, oh. And then if and then if I notice a theme, for example, uh, uh, one, I remember this person did a collage and there were no people. And I go, wow, there's no people. It seems very lonely. And the moment I said that, it just. All came out. It came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she was isolating, she was depressed, you know, so it, so it opened up that discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have other people, too, they'll do, like, uh, so pretty much the imagery, based on the imagery, and it'll tell me a lot about what's going on with them, and all I do is just ask, like, hey, so why is this, you know, I'll point out stuff that can, seems like a little pattern, Yeah, you know, and so it does offer them a, an opportunity, and they love it, you know, and so then from there, I'll have them many times draw or create as we're, you know, i have them sit down and then draw something, and then... Okay, ready to talk? Yeah. And then they'll start talking. Tell me what you made. Like, oh, I made this, you know. And I can see if they're depressed, for example, they may use low energy in their drawing. Mm-hmm. They may just draw some simple lines or draw a little small thing, a big paper in a small corner. Mm-hmm. They feel maybe insecure. Oh. You know, so, yeah. Uh, many times, too, I have to be careful with what uh, tools I use if they have childhood trauma. Um, if I use crayons, I may take them back. They may, it may activate it. So I have to be careful as well. You know, so many times I use things like chalk pastels or oil pastels because there's no association to those. Yeah,
0: because unless you're in art class, you really don't use those things. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, and many times I've I introduced them to you know materials Mm -hmm. so it's almost something like a little lesson as well and they get to learn how to make stuff and then i'll use a lot of clay also clay is very therapeutic very relaxing i love clay especially with anxiety Mm -hmm. it helps them they they're squeezing they're talking so
0: having some tactile material to work with is helpful yes okay
1: yeah so sometimes as they're talking they're talking you know and they create and they'll they'll create something and and they'll, they'll tell me well i don't know what to make it's okay just trust your body Trust it. Mm-hmm. So it's about trusting yourself. So once again with anxiety too, you know, there's always that fear, what if I have a panic? What if this happens? What if that happens? Yes. So it's about trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. And so when I tell them, no, just create it. trust yourself. Something's gonna come up. You'll be you'll handle it. You'll be okay. They're like, All right and they're talking, blah, 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 blah. And before you know it, they're like, I oh, go, so let's see real quick, what'd you make? They're like, Oh, well, just made this thing, you know. And it'll be something significant to them. Yeah. It'll be some kind of metaphor for them for them. And yeah. they love it. They'll be like wow I didn't think about that mm-hmm. you know so it's really amazing I always tell my husband I go you know if I didn't have the art I don't I think there's uh, I would be missing a lot of stuff for some of these people wow yeah yeah because they're really we open up stuff there's I, huge indicators yeah mm. no yeah so so my, many times yeah so what they create what they draw their body is communicating something as they're telling me they're telling me some one thing and then they're drawing yeah and then when we look at the image I'm like it's not even what you're talking about mm-hmm. So what's going on here? I
0: can see, too, not having to, like, completely focus on whatever you're seeing. Yeah. Being distracted with something. Yeah. And letting, just letting yourself put your guard down. Yes. Is that what it? Yes, yeah, it definitely does that, That so. seems like that's what it would do for me, is, like, yeah. I would be able to put my guard down because I could get into this, you Yeah. Know? So. And
1: they will. They'll, they'll be talking and making, you know, and the blah, 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 this and that, you know, and they really start opening up it works really good with teenagers so uh teens you know they oh, love yeah. making stuff and they're the most guarded you know they come in and like you know like oh, my mom may become or whatever you know so i'm like all right well you can just sit here and make stuff I'm like okay and before you know it, they're talking and they tell me all this stuff and what's going on this and yeah. that you know thing. oh i would love that i would love art yeah. therapy <laughs> <laughs> no yeah <laughs> um
0: very cool um I wanted to talk about the different mediums you use. You mentioned clay, you mentioned drawing. What are some of the best things that we could use, like tools for us to use, you know, if we're not in therapy? Yeah. What's something that could help us out?
1: You know, one one nice thing about uh, drawing or creating, uh, it makes you very present in the moment. So when you're creating stuff, you're using your hands. So it's tactile. So whenever you're, so it's very grounding. So when you have anxiety or depression, what happens is you feel very disconnected. And so one of the key things is feeling it's, to ground yourself, to be grounded and in the moment, so yeah. it calms your thoughts. So then your thoughts aren't thinking more negative thoughts or worrying thoughts or that. So when you're creating, using anything, you can use paint, chalk pastels, yeah. um, watercolors, clay, whatever, you just make stuff. And you're in the moment. You're there. Mm-hmm. You just do stuff. So it keeps you present. So yeah, you can really use anything you want. Really. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: I I'm very creative. I went to I went through high school. Art class was my favorite. And I went to AP art.
1: Oh yeah. I tried to
0: get into like AP history and I was in it for like five seconds. Cause I was like,
1: Nope, <laughs> this is not
0: for me. <laughs> AP art was where I was really, you know, I excelled, I focused yeah. and I learned, I, I have noticed though that since I haven't had time for art, it does feel like I'm not fully, uh, I feel like if I had made time for it, it would bring me some more yes. peace. It would yes. bring me more, Um, relaxation.
1: No, the creative process is very meditative. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you hear a lot about meditation and how helpful it is for the brain Mm -hmm. uh, because it helps the brain stop for a bit. Right. Right. It's almost like a reset. And so creating does that to you.
0: You're not focusing on all these things, your to-do list, your, you know, your schedule, um, like all the chores. Oh my gosh, I'm already getting excited. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like "Ah, stuff that will always be there. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. No, but, and I agree. I feel the same when I can't create, I, I, I'm, little grumpier i'm impatient you know something you know what okay i haven't painted lately i need to paint and when i paint it's almost it's amazing it's refreshing Mm -hmm. so the next day i'm like all right i'm very excited even with my uh patience i'm i'm you know i catch the quicker quicker you know i'm i'm more creative you know so so i notice it so yeah
0: do you have um uh like paint wine nights (laughs)
1: Because uh, well, I feel
0: like you could totally pair that with therapy and we would all go.
1: Well, it probably isn't ethical. I can't have wine in there. Smart. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's but you probably do choice. tea. <laughs> so I'm down for tea. Painting and tea. Or, or coffee. Painting and coffee. I love ice cream. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, that would be... I know. I probably should do that. That would be fun. That
0: would be good. <laughs> and people can get to know, you know, what yeah. you, do, you can do a little mini therapy, yeah. like group therapy session yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I just that's feel true. Like <laughs> I'm trying to make an event that I want to go to. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me know. We can plan it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, so what are some other struggles that you are seeing happening with some of your patients or just in general, as you look around in the community or society, what are you seeing a lot of... Um, struggles with that people are going through
1: oh boy that's a loaded question um there's a lot of stuff going on uh but at least in with my patients that come in you know i hear a lot of uh typically i think the majority of my patients are are struggling with anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. and a lot of it has to do with i think even right now with what's going on the culture in our world right now Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very fear-based and I think a lot of that has been uh, causing a lot of more anxiety in people, a lot of fears. Yes. Fears to go to theaters, fears to go in public, fears to do this or that.
0: You said theaters. Is that referring to shootings?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. The shootings, when all the shootings have been happening, and there's been a lot of patients that have come in that are afraid to go out in public, mm-hmm. that are afraid to be where there's crowds.
0: Maybe afraid to send their kids to school.
1: Yeah. There's fears related to that. As a
0: mom I've like Yeah I've gotten a little bit of that and I don't wanna have it and yeah. I, I still feel like we're safe in Pedro, like in yeah. the community. But um I have a friend who um was actually roommates with my friend that passed. Oh. And when he passed away, she was on thirty day leave because she was at Delamo Mall when the shooting went off.
1: Oh my goodness. I know. Yeah. And it's
0: just like Wow. One thing after the other. There's just so many crazy things going
1: on. You know, we we live in a, and it's funny because when we talk about fears or anxieties like that, you know, people Mm -hmm. have fear going here or there, you know, know, and like, you know, and I'm thinking, well, that's actually not a distorted thought these days because.
0: It's not that out of.
1: Yeah, there's stuff going on that's scary. People are, there's a lot of people that they're unraveling, you know. Mm -hmm. And you never know where it is or what's going to happen or, you know, so that's a lot of fear. There's a lot of trauma. So I think right now there's a lot of trauma in our world. Yeah. And so I anyway, know because I have a 17 year old. So when she goes out to the mall or to the movies, I'm like, all right, Harmony. So we make sure you know where this exodus <laughs> uh, sit and be aware of people. And so I, I'm making her cautious because I,
0: I know exactly. I yeah. when I'm with um, So I have a stepdaughter. She's 10 and I have a lot more anxiety i notice when she's mm-hmm. with us just because i'm like first of all the pressures of being a stepmom to a young girl oh, she's yeah. amazing by the way oh, she wonderful. i mean her and i get along really well she's so helpful with her brother i mean she's wonderful and she loves art so oh. that's something i think me and her can do more bonding things with yeah but um when she's with us and we're out it's like I'm now hyper aware of all the dangers, you know. Yes. And um, yeah. as a, ugh, especially with sex trafficking being a real thing affecting our real communities. Yes. You see, on I think on Facebook too, just the the social media is making us hyper aware of like missing kids and things like that. Amber alerts. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, like struggle and you know anxiety, yeah. violence. Ugh, everything everywhere so i mean i notice when she's around i'm like okay you can go put that in the aisle but you need to come right back you know yeah just even being at our local target or local store or at the mall i don't like her out of my sight because no, you yeah. do have these fears
1: no yeah i mean unfortunately there are predators in the world mm-hmm. and you do have to you know you can't tell them oh no everything's candy canes you know unfortunately you know there's some poisonous candy canes you know so They just have to know the reality of the world. I'm all for telling kids the truth, you know, at an age appropriate level, of course, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, There's certain things you can't tell a five year old that you can tell a 17 year old, you know. So, but you just, you always should be aware. And and teenagers, many times, are not aware because they're very distracted. You know, they're distracted with their phones or here, they're talking, they're being silly and funny, you know, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But they also have to look around. Yes. You know, and that's one thing I always tell my daughter, look around. If you're going to cross you, make sure the car gave you eye contact. Make sure that, you know, if there's a person like that looks kind of weird um, and that's looking at you a lot, you know, make sure you go the other way. Yeah. If you're walking down the sidewalk by yourself, make sure you see which uh, stores, sh- well, stores are open if you need to run in. Yes. You know, so I mean, yeah. so it's not yeah.
0: crazy, but you do have to think. About yes. That. Yeah. My mom's always made me very hyper aware. And even at a young age. Um, I don't remember being scared. Yeah, I remember her informing me, and and I do remember yeah. it like that yeah. as a kid. Like she told me about a story of um, a kid who was almost kidnapped. Yeah, they found the child in the bathroom, you know, with a shaved head. You know, luckily, oh, luckily yeah. the mother freaked out and went crazy, mom. Oh yeah, and she <laughs> she told the store, you need to close these doors immediately. And luckily, they were able to locate the child before they were actually taken. Oh my god. So that's yeah. that's a really ugh, insane story but that stuck with me my whole life and it yeah. it wasn't a fear thing. It was like I felt empowered by that knowledge even yeah. as a young kid. Yes, yes. Cuz I knew what to look out for. Yeah. And when I was with my friends, I knew what to look out for when I was with them. You know, I had eyes on people who maybe seemed to have eyes on us or yeah. you know, it's so good to be aware of these situations. No,
1: yeah. So just it's an awareness, and of course, always remember there are good people too in the world. Yes. There are helpers, and I always like. There was a quote with by Mister Rogers: "Always look for the helpers." Right when oh. there's going stuff going on turmoil, look for the helpers. That
0: just made me feel so much better yeah. after talking about all the crazy things. happening. No, yeah. Um, so with all these actual, you know realistic fears going on, what is something that we need to bring into every day? Like uh, something that we need to do or remember every day? Huh. Is there something like a practice that maybe we should just maybe start doing?
1: Well, I think try not to focus on all the bad or the fears. You know, I think it's important to be balanced, I think. Mm-hmm. And like I said, enjoy your life. Enjoy the moment. Because once again, the future it's not here yet. In the past we were it's too late, we already did what we did. Yeah. Right? But and also too, you know, just balance. Balance is so important because we can focus so much on all the negativity or sometimes be in the and focus on all the good stuff. Right. And you know, it's, it's in, you know, there's good stuff and there's bad stuff. And I think I believe there's more good than bad. You know, but the news and media and all this stuff, you know, they just they, they like to really, focus on that.
0: They capitalize on the negative yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, because people are always like oh, that's the first thing people will look like oh my gosh what's that or wow oh and fear you're like oh where's that gonna happen you know so watch out everybody watch out for this and and it seems like it's so big so mm-hmm. once again fear makes the wolf bigger than it is you know so and that's what I have to remember it's like you know what yeah. okay how big is the wolf really okay you know and all right this is okay yeah this is normal fear okay it's, that's fine you know, but where am I at? I'm here. I'm okay. Let me enjoy the moment. Hey, I'm at the beach. This is cool. It's pretty safe. Okay, we see. It's cool. There's no weirdos. Okay, I'm good. All right. Yeah. Let me, let me yeah. enjoy the beach, you know? So once again, it is, you be a little aware, but you okay, I'm good. All right. I'm going to have fun now, you know? So yeah, enjoy the moment. Be present because yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, we can't, there's a lot of stuff we can focus on that's not going to be helpful to us right now. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Um. For, for somebody who. As you know, my friend passed away and we, we talked about that before we we started recording. I wanted to ask you maybe some tips for dealing with grief because that's, you know, I'm noticing his, um, his, uh, uh, cause of death recently came out. So I think that kind of triggered a lot of us, a lot of his friends and we've been texting each other and we've all been checking in and we're realizing that, yeah, we're all kind of having a hard time. Like we've been having rough nights lately, you know, not just me, but some of my other friends. Um, and Like I told you before, I didn't realize that I didn't really give myself time to grieve. You know, I had to go back to work. I had a, you know, a child. Yeah. Uh, You don't really give yourself time to grieve. So it just kind of comes out. No. Yeah. All little cracks, you know. Yeah. Um, So I just wanted to ask for some some tips on
1: how to deal with grief. Well, you know, the first thing is it's important to understand grief, you know, in itself. There is no linear way to deal with grief and there's no time limit on it like oh you you should be over it by this time I mean it doesn't work that way yeah you know yeah you have to move on with your life you have to keep doing you just have to be aware of triggers or activators and I think many times that goes back to that you know you may be doing fine you may be good you may have months you're good and mm-hmm. and then suddenly something's gonna remind you of your friend yeah or, or you're gonna have a song that you guys loved or you know something and then you're just gonna start crying mm-hmm because you're going to miss him, you know, be like, man, I'm never going to see this guy again, you know, I miss him, and and, and of course, your thoughts are going to activate, and you're going to start crying, and that's okay, you know, and it's okay, it's going to be moments, so, so just be okay with it, give yourself permission to, if you have a moment, if you're okay, get up, and go, and go, go sit down somewhere, and get your tissue box, and cry, you yeah. know what? I think yeah. maybe
0: that's what it was. I think I was yeah. kind of like avoiding it. So I would yeah. like stay up late because I was like, it's on my mind. You know, it's I think yeah. at nighttime is really when it yeah. comes. So I'm like, OK, I'm just going to stay and watch this movie another two hours or whatever so yeah. I can distract myself. But then when I go upstairs and I go to bed, it all comes back. So it's mm-hmm. like I end up staying up anyways. You yeah. Know? And it's like if I had just dealt with my feelings sooner, I could have had a healthy cry about it and then yeah. gone to sleep and gotten a full night's rest you know no
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so that's the thing i think it's important to be okay with grief and grief isn't like i said it isn't this linear process it isn't this like okay i gotta give myself a month off and grief i mean it doesn't work like that yeah you know it's gonna it's gonna come and go mm-hmm. and it'll get easier as time progresses you know and it doesn't mean that you don't miss your friend you don't, you don't love your friend but you're just you know those those feelings will start getting you know less and less and then Perhaps your memories, your friend, would just gonna be going to be happy. You're yeah. Like man, he was so great. You know, I really miss him. You know, but now you won't feel that choke in your throat. You know.
0: Yeah. When you know? it first happened, it was really hard to <clears> think. <throat> I mean, we kind of like all watched the videos, yeah. looked at the photos. It was really struggle, and oh, we yeah. were just like deep in that, like missing him. You yeah. know. But now, the time, some time has passed. I we're I'm finding a lot of my friends were actually able to like talk about him and laugh yeah. about him and laugh, at, you know, talk about these stories that. You Know we're just so him and made us laugh, um, and we're able to enjoy more of him,
1: yeah. So that's what it is it's about celebrating him. Mm -hmm. So you turn your grief into celebration of life, which actually is cool because Dia de los Muertos is coming up. I know, right? I I was just thinking about that. So create an altar for him Mm -hmm. and bring up his favorite stuff, his favorite stories, pictures of him, and talk about just man, talk about just really dealing with that and, and really turning it around because you never want to forget your friend. Is it too late to
0: go sign up for the altar? (laughs) (laughs) My friend actually told me you should do an altar for him. And I, I completely forgot. It just like escaped my memory, but that would be a beautiful thing. No. Yeah.
1: Talk about just a way to honor him. And and it's so therapeutic Mm -hmm. because you're really, you're in the moment of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And as you're remembering his favorite foods, his favorite, you know, things that he loved, his favorite color, whatever it is, you're like, yeah, I used to love this, and you know, oh my, this was for color, oh, this was favorite food. You remember when you ate that? You know, those are the things that are so therapeutic with the grief process, mm-hmm. rather than avoiding and not wanting to feel it, yeah. or like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to think about it. Let me do this. Like, no, it's it's there, you know. So you and you can't avoid it because you're gonna there's gonna be a moment where you're doing nothing, and then like like you found out. When you're going to sleep and then it came back, all these thoughts came. You're like, oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's like, you yeah. thought
0: you were okay, but then, you know, it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It just like takes over your whole whatever, yep. your whole life for that moment. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, because it found a free time. Like, yeah. all right, you have free time. Guess what? I'm coming, you know, and oh, that's what happens. Oh, my
0: gosh. And that's why, that's why we feel the need to be distracted and to mm-hmm. be busy because we don't want to deal with a lot of these issues. I can imagine that being similar for not just grief, but for- totally. A lot of problems. A lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Once again, yeah, just the denial or avoidance, you know, or the worries about things, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, just like that, making time for grief, making even time for worries, you know, there's a, that's actually therapeutic intervention, making time for worries, you know, like, okay, every Friday night, I'm going to worry, you know, uh, which is kind of tough to do, but you know, for some people it works.
0: Well, one thing that I, I found really helpful is, um, my friend, um, she was, I mean, he was her best friend, too. Oh. I mean, He was like all of our best friends. Yeah. We actually don't know how he was able to be such a good friend to all of us. And we're like, wow, how did he do this? He has made an impression in so many people's lives. And we were always kind of like really close friends because of him. He just always brought us together. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, my friend Megan, she's been on the show before, um, but she, her and I actually now work really close together. So every end of the week for her, she has every Friday off. So lucky her. Oh yeah. But every either Thursday or Friday, every other or every week we get together and have lunch. And I, I don't think that I'd be as okay as I am if it wasn't for having somebody to like check in with and talk to about. So yeah, it's, it's nice to have that focus. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, you have that in common, that connection, and you both understand what you're feeling mm-hmm. and what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I can't even believe it's been a whole hour. Really? It's wow, it's been a whole hour.
1: Feels <laughs> like my therapy sessions. I know? know. It feels. <laughs> well, I felt
0: like I robbed you of a therapy session. <laughs> oh no,
1: because <laughs> I go sometimes with sessions like, oh, I don't know what to talk about, and before you know, it's over. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, it's, it's over. They're like, oh crazy. really? Yeah.
0: Even me, I wasn't sure exactly what we we're gonna talk about, but I yeah. knew I knew it was important to really talk about you know, mental health in general. And, um, so we can just try and reduce that stigma. Yes. I'm really, I'm really, it's, I'm very happy to know that there's a Latina therapist here in the community who is starting to break, break down walls and barriers that, you know, our community has put up and, um, I I definitely know a few people who might need to see you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not, we can't just say like, be strong, be confident, whatever. It doesn't work. No. We have to really get to the root of our problems. Yes. Um, And I think for a lot of people, they might stem from childhood, but it might be transitional changes. It might be grief. Yeah. So many things, common things that could be giving us
1: problems. Yeah. And when you don't know what it is, that's when you don't feel control.
0: Yes. It makes you feel powerless. Yes, like you, you said. feel
1: powerless. But when you know what it is, you're like, oh, is that it? Oh. I can deal with this. Okay. Yeah. It is amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for the work that you do here in the community. I'm really, it makes me proud to know that there's somebody, you know, doing this kind of work. Um, I think we just need to have a day where we honor all of our local therapists, you um, know, yeah. um, because <laughs> I think that the more that we see you as a community, we're just going to be healthier and healthier. Yeah. <laughs> so if I can just influence the community in that way to go see a therapist, you don't have to be crazy to th- see a therapist. You have to be a normal person. Yes. You just need to be a normal person with normal feelings. Yes. Everybody could benefit from seeing a therapist. So I really thank you for shedding light on some of these issues and for, and for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll might see you again in my own session, uh. <laughs> my art therapy session. <laughs> um, but yeah, until next time. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed that amazing interview with Dr. Cora. Um, Go ahead and check out the links in the show notes. Be sure to get in touch. Be sure to go see a therapist. Um, And yeah, I will see you guys next week, which will be Halloween. All right, guys. Have a good one.